Welcome to Strategy for Creatives, business minus the bullshit. Whether you're new in business or find yourself in a season of change, get ready to build a strategy, create an action plan, and crush those goals. I'm Sasha, host of Strategy for Creatives, and I help female-led businesses grow their brands in authentic, measurable, and meaningful ways without the stress. There's no sugar coating here. I'm serving up real tips and actionable steps you can take to help get you organized, get off the path to burnout, and grow your brand like a boss. So go ahead, pull up a chair, grab a notepad, and let's talk business. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives Business Minus the Bullshit. I, of course, am your host, Sasha. And today we are having a little bit of a different conversation Um, Because I personally could never speak to something like this, but I know that it is a question that comes up a lot about when we are self-employed, especially when we have our own business, or even for those of us like myself who may have a full-time job and are thinking about pursuing entrepreneurship full-time, one of the biggest things that holds a lot of us back is the health insurance that we get from our employers. And what do we do about that when we decide that we want to go full-time in our businesses and we still want to take care of ourselves and not have to pay out of pocket for healthcare? And so today I am joined by Dr. Noor, who is a Bangladeshi American medical doctor who has turned herself into a health insurance expert. She is from NYC. She's determined to turn the health insurance industry on its head. She has done this by redesigning the customer experience journey when it comes to purchasing health insurance, and she currently runs her own health insurance consulting practice out of Tampa, Florida, offering strategy to entrepreneurs all over the nation. So I just want to welcome Dr. Noor. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sasha. Thank you for this opportunity and this platform to share and talk a little bit about health insurance, which can be really like unsexy. So I'm excited for this. I am excited for this because it is a little different of what I normally talk about, but I see it come up so often with people who are just, they want to venture into entrepreneurship full time, but they don't know how to go about specifically healthcare and how they manage that because, of course, here in the U.S., health insurance is tied to your employer. And we do have an open market now, which makes it a little bit easier. But um, I've never uh, navigated that. So but from what I've heard, it seems very daunting. (laughs) And it can be scary. And so I guess we'll start off with where do people go (laughs) when you're looking for health insurance and where can you find guidance for that? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's a big world out there. It's confusing. (laughs) It's daunting. All of those adjectives are absolutely true. Um, I want to kind of separate the audience or, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this, like where do you fall kind of on the spectrum, right? So if you are getting health insurance from your employer, you know, we don't really worry. It comes out of our paycheck. You never really pay attention to it. You know, if I ask you how much are you paying, you're probably not going to be able to tell me what do you have? You're you're even less, you know, qualified to answer that question. So when you have it taken care of by an employer, you really don't even worry about it. But I want you to keep in mind, like a few few things that you might want to pay attention to now is pay attention to how much is coming out of your paychecks every biweekly and pay attention to how much you're paying per month. And then just take a look at a few key things in your coverage. What is that monthly premium that you're paying? What is that really covering? What is your co-pays, deductibles, max out-of-pockets? Those are just some key facts and figures that's nice to know 
So when someone asks you, hey, how's your health insurance? You can spit off a few numbers that makes you pretty feel like, okay, I think I know what I have, right? Um, but what about the people that don't have this big fancy employer offering this coverage or subsidizing a cost of that premium? Now we're talking about about 51% of America who's self-employed or people who want to be self-employed. Now you don't have this big employer kind of backing you and sponsoring you uh, for this health insurance premium. Now you have to figure it out on your own. So if you're self-employed trying to figure out health insurance for yourself, there's really two spaces for you to go about doing that research. So I'm mm. going to break it down by calling it the public healthcare marketplace and the private healthcare marketplace. And these okay. are two completely different worlds that don't touch. So you might be familiar with the public healthcare marketplace, also known as Obamacare, ACA, mm -hmm. healthcare.gov. Currently, we're in a, the public healthcare marketplace open enrollment. So you're going to see a lot of ads around you. So it's on yep. every mind, right? So you might be familiar with that, but you might not be so familiar with the private health insurance marketplace. I honestly have, this is all brand new information to me. I have a full-time job and what you mentioned in the beginning, I could not tell you one thing about my health insurance. I picked it a long time ago when I first started. It works for our family and I know that I pay $25. I have a $25 copay and it seems yeah. like most of my things are covered. So right. I don't know how much I pay every paycheck though. I think it's like maybe 180 possibly. Okay. I think, but yeah, I don't, that tells yeah. me. Yeah, I yeah you no see, that, that tells me two things, Sasha. That tells me one, you're a super healthy family. You don't even use your health insurance enough to experience or know what it is. It's usually yep. when people come across like, oh, shoot, I got to use my health insurance. That's when you know if your health insurance is good or not, right? That's when you find <laughs> out. Um, and the second thing that tells me is, oh, you have some data, let's say approximately $200 every two weeks, you're paying roughly $400 for a family of three. And is that good? Is that not? Well, that's when you have to talk to someone like me to figure out like, well, this is what I have right now. Is there anything that's out there that's better, whether in terms of saving cost and premiums or getting better coverage for that for roughly $400 a month you're paying in premiums? So that's kind of like the, the, the markers you have to pay attention to to evaluate whether you have something that's good or not. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I've never. It's one of those things, I think, when you have a job that you you, I mean, I started at my job when I was in my early 20s. And so I literally asked my mom and the conversation was uh, pick a PPO versus an HMO because yes. it's easier to find doctors. And I so I have Blue Cross, but I have the federal one because I work mm -hmm. for the government and mm -hmm. that it covers a lot of things. My agency mm -hmm. subsidizes a lot mm -hmm. of the healthcare costs to begin with. And so that's kind of what I picked. Yeah. In my early no, 20s. That is great advice, mom. I'm so glad your mom directed you that way. Cause if you <laughs> answer one, if, if there was one takeaway from all of this, it's pick the PPO, you know? So HMO and PPO actually refer to the network of doctors you have access to. So I'll, I'll, I'll give this example, Sasha, if you have this amazing plan that costs $0 and covers you from head to toe and, you know, doesn't cost a thing out of pocket, but you can only see this one doctor who's 90 miles away and book for the next four months, you're going to feel frustrated. So that's the network of doctors and providers you have access to uh, where you can kind of access your benefits. So HMO are typically limited networks, limited to locality, your county, your plan dictates who you can and can't see. And mm -hmm. doctors go in and out of contract with HMOs all the time. So it's hard to have that quality continuity of care 
Mm. Whereas PPO is a preferred provider organization. And you can see any doctor, any specialist, you don't need referral slips. It crosses state lines. So if your life situation changes, where you're moving to a different state, or you're a digital nomad, you know, you're creative who, who goes all over the nation, a PPO is going to make you a lot happier where you can use your plan wherever and however you like. Makes sense. I like how you said too, especially a lot of people are now are working more from home. They want to have businesses where they can travel and kind of do everything, you know, where they're not necessarily in one spot. So being able to not have to worry when you're away if something happens and you have health insurance <laughs> that yeah. you don't have to try to find someone that's within a network um, makes more sense to me. And I, I, I'm sure there are benefits to HMOs. I feel like there has to be because or else they wouldn't exist. But yes. um, it, 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 I guess it brings more of that peace of mind. For sure. Um, so could yeah. you talk a little bit more about like this private network? So cause yes. all, I've never heard of it. All I know about, of course, is, uh, you know, the ACA and, and kind of the, the public open yes. enrollment type thing. But I've never heard of a private of The network. private market. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, market. A, it's a lot. So I want to offer some strategy for your creatives <laughs> when you're when you are shopping for health insurance and where do you go? Where do you start? So now we have these two separate markets that are like two completely different animals, right? So my suggestion, if you're a creative and you're just starting out and you don't have a, a really strong income, start off with a public marketplace plan because this is going to be a guaranteed issue income-based plan. Mm. So the lower your income is, your premium is getting subsidized by, to a portion by the government um, until your income increases and you no longer qualify for that subsidy. Now, there's some cons to public market plans in the sense that they're going to be higher deductible because they're guaranteed issue. They're taking anyone and everyone, regardless of pre-existing conditions. So when health insurance companies assume all that risk in order to remain profitable, they have to have higher deductibles to kind of offset their expenses. So that's kind of the trade-off. You're going to get a lower premium if you're lower income, but it's going to come with a higher deductible and HMO networks. So those are the trade-offs. So what exactly does lower income mean? Well, if you're earning below 17 to 20,000, you can qualify for Medicaid, which is a state-sponsored program for free healthcare. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Anything between 20 to 50,000 roughly, and this changes every year according to the federal poverty guidelines, um, you can get a cost of your uh, premium subsidized by the government. And the income that they're going off is your adjusted gross income. Okay. But as soon as you cross that 50K threshold, right, you're growing, your business is growing. Now the public healthcare marketplace is not a great place anymore because mm. now you're going to pay full price of that premium. No one's helping you out, not an employer, not the government, no subsidies, no tax credits. You have a high deductible, which doesn't make a lot of sense if you're a young, healthy family, Sasha, like yourself, right? Yeah. You're never going to meet that deductible. No. And you have <laughs> limited HMO network. So you have, you're kind of restricted to the coverage that you have in the geographical location. So that's when I say, hey, let's pull out and let's, let's move you over to a private market plan. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. And I think that's just from my general knowledge of how like the marketplace works, I know that that was or is some of the issues that some people have of it. If you are at a certain income bracket, then it can seem like you're paying a lot out of pocket because, of course, it's not being subsidized at that point. And, and it kind of, I don't, I don't envy anyone who has to <laughs> buy insurance on their own. It just seems like such a, a daunting 
It really is. It really is. And you have to use, you get some help. Like that's my advice. Like use, use a, the, um, the help of someone like myself, a health insurance advisor. And that's my whole goal. When I talk to a lot of creatives, they're like, well, we didn't even know someone like you existed. I'm like, I know. I wish everybody knew that I existed. Right. Because yeah. I know. I also, yeah. You don't hear that at all. You just, I mean, it's because of how health insurance works in this country. And we have, you know, we're taught you get it through your employer and you don't need to learn much about it. You just, it works when it works and then your SOL, if it doesn't work, but you, you know, you have medical bills and things like that. You don't even know that there's this whole other world of people who can help you find out what works best for you and your family and your situation and things like that. Um, So kind of, can you kind of talk a little bit about some of like these myths to look out for when you're shopping for health insurance, because I do think, again, like I said, it, it is daunting for people and they, they don't know what to look for, what to expect, or, you know, they hear certain things which can make them wary. So what, what should people be on the lookout for? Yeah, there's one common myth that I come across a lot, Sasha, that I'd like to kind of debunk. And I'm very passionate about this, uh, because, <laughs> especially because it's in young people, people in their 20s who don't really value health insurance, especially if you're starting a business on your own and you have all of these expenses. You most certainly do not want to spend hundreds of dollars a month protect, you know, with health insurance when you know yeah. you're healthy. You never go to the doctor. Why should I have to pay this premium? Right. So there's this myth in the industry that's kind of deep rooted in market psychology by big insurance companies which is that if you're young and healthy and you don't use your insurance much, you should get the lowest premium with the highest deductible. Mm. And I absolutely disagree on so many levels. And here's why. So here's an example, right? Let's say, Sasha, um, you are a young 20s woman just starting out on her entrepreneurial journey. Um, Your income's not so high. You know, you you make maybe uh, $50,000 a month and you're starting out. You're going to grow, but right now you're at 50. And you go to the doctor maybe once, a year to get your annual checkup done, maybe one or two times if you get sick or, you know, UTI, maybe need a a script for that, right? Uh, Generally, you don't use it. But one year you have, as you're growing your business, you have a, a, a bad accident that you just can't predict, right? An unpredictable catastrophic event that lands you in the emergency room. And now you're looking at, you know, an overnight stay, you needed an emergency surgery, whatever it may be. And you have a $30,000 bill, right? Completely Mm -hmm. out of the blue. Now, if you have that low premium, high deductible insurance that big insurance tells you to have, you've been paying hundreds of dollars, let's say, into your premiums every single month. But now that you have this $30,000 unexpected medical bill and you want your insurance to step up and pay, you also have to, you have this high deductible now that you have to pay that's $10,000. So you're coming out of pocket the first $10,000 of that $30,000 medical bill before your insurance is going to touch it. So what was the point of paying all of those premiums, you know, when you really need your insurance to step up and you're the one coming out of pocket? And on top of that, high deductible plans are paired with HSAs, which can be a great, you know, investment vehicle because it has triple tax benefits. Sure. But now you just insure three separate times that not only are you going to pay the insurance company premiums every month, you have a very high deductible that you have to come out of pocket in the very low chance that something catastrophic happens to you. And because your deductible is so damn high and you can't afford to pay it all at once, <laughs> you're going to squirrel away more of your own money and savings to pay insurance companies for your bills when they're not going to pay. Yeah. I mean, I think that makes the most sense. I, and I'm, I wish I was still in my 20s sometimes, but you don't think that things will happen to you, but 
you're also most of the time in your 20s at a lower income stage. So if something does happen to you, the likelihood of you being able to come out of pocket and afford that is low. Like you wouldn't be able to pay for something like that. So it makes sense. And I'm very risk averse, which is probably why this makes sense to me. It makes sense to pay for the higher premium and get a lower deductible in the off chance that something does happen. At least, you know, like that big dollar amount isn't, you won't be on the hook for that. Like you at least will get covered. (laughs) Yeah. And I think the focus is sometimes off when you think about health insurance. It's like, does it cover my one doctor visit a year that I'm going to (laughs) go? You don't need insurance to cover a $200 once a year bill. You need insurance to cover when the big stuff comes, your major surgery, your emergency room, your unexpected stuff. So that's another focus of evaluation that you should do when shopping for health insurance is can I afford the deductible and max out of pocket? Not does it cover my once a year, you know, doctor visit? Well, and the big one too, because I know most of the listeners are women. um, Do you plan on having kids? Because (laughs) that I was lucky enough, my health insurance, I didn't have to pay anything out of cost to have my kid. And um, I know that's not the case for a lot of women. It's expensive to have a child in this country. And so if you are looking for health insurance and you know that that's hopefully in your future, probably should look at or talk to someone who knows like this is what your coverage specifically for that would be and how that can help you out so that I think that that makes sense is there anything else kind of so we know the one takeaway if anyone's gonna pick an insurance they should look for a PPO Uh, but is there anything else that people should just be mindful of uh, when it comes to shopping for health insurance on their own Yeah, just, uh, I mean, there's so many questions to ask and look at, like, for example, you mentioned maternity, a great topic, like, what should you be focusing on when you know you want to have a baby and you want to have a good insurance plan to cover that baby? Um, One other strategy I provide is your husband does not need to be on that great maternity plan, right? And that's (laughs) that's this limited situation, you're going to need that coverage, maybe a year, a year and a half after you have your baby. Um, and you don't, the whole family doesn't need to be on that plan mm-hmm. for, and that's another way to, uh, another strategy uh, to be more cost effective. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sasha, a lot of people, when they're shopping for health insurance, they don't even know what questions to ask or where should yeah. I be looking. So, you know, I developed this guide, which I'm very happy to share with your people that kind of gives you a, a breakdown of, of, you know, definitions of key terms. What's a premium? What's a deductible? I myself didn't know what a deductible was because <laughs> before I became a health insurance expert. Um, And also, what questions should you be asking when you're shopping for your health insurance? Yeah, so I appreciate you making that guide available. Um, So Dr. Noor is going to, everyone on the show, I'll put in the show notes, she has a free reference guide to kind of go over what kind of questions should be asking and things like that. Um, I really want to thank you for being on the show and having this conversation with us because I don't think it's something that's talked about a lot and it's just such a daunting um, thing to think about when you're on your entrepreneurial journey. So um, Dr. Noor actually does uh, free health consultations at no charge. And she uses her clinical education and training um, in order to help people figure out what kind of insurance they need. So you can find more about her at drnoorhealth.com. It's N-O-O-R health.com. And I'll put her website and that free guide in the show notes for you guys. But Dr. Noor, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show and having this conversation with me today. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you so much for the opportunity and the platform. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. 
Are you ready to up-level your business? Join the five-day Be Your Own CEO Challenge. All the details are available on the website at www.buy-sasha.com. If you like what you heard, make sure you rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And of course, follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. Want to follow me on social? I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Strategy by Sasha. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday for more business tips. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.